news on media. This is Coming Out Stories. It's a podcast about one of the most important conversations of your life. I'm Emma Goswell. You're now going to hear from Doug. Doug realised he was gay when he had sex with his best friend the day after he'd had sex with his girlfriend at the time. Oh, when I first started questioning myself, I remember being seven years old, being at, it's called a KOA camp, and it's a campground, and I, I would hang back because we'd take public showers and I'd see the hot guys, and my, my father wanted to know why I spent so much time in the shower, you know, in the bathroom. So, I so knew where, where did he grow up then? Whereabouts was he? I grew up in Montebello, California, which is Southern California. It's a very heterosexual community. Oh, okay. You know, it's a very Latin community. I mean, I didn't know any gay people. None of my relatives were gay. They had no exposure to it. You know, my mother and father would be like, they're odd, you know, when they call people gay. <laughs> but I'm guessing, so you knew from the age of seven, which is quite early, but when yeah. did you first sort of act on it or, or tell anybody about I didn't. I first acted out when I was 14 years old. I had a best friend named Tony, and I had a girlfriend at the time, and I had sex with my girlfriend when I was 14. The next day, I was wrestling around with my best friend, and he shoved his hand down my pants, and we ended up having sex then. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I can have sex with anything. <laughs> <laughs> you, were a bu- you were a busy 14-year-old. Yeah, I was, I was. I was very busy. Then, of course, you start questioning, and you think, oh, I must be bisexual. But then I just started pretending in my life that it was always a secret. You just didn't come out then, you know? That was in the 80s, so you just didn't come out. So why didn't you come out? It can't have been just because it was the 80s. Did you just think, oh, no, I'm I, 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 didn't, I did not come out on my own terms. I, had, I actually had moved out of my mother's house when I was 23, and I owned my own modeling school at the time. And so... I was moving out, my mother was sitting on the couch, my father had died, and I was walking out and she said, I found this magazine in your room, and it was called Frontiers at the time, it was a major publication in West Hollywood and all of California. And she's like, what's that? I'm like, oh, we're doing advertising for my business. It's just because I didn't want her, I thought my, my mother was very conservative, so I, I was planning on her going to the grave not knowing that I was gay, because I just didn't want to deal with it. And so I moved, at the time when I was moving, I was actually moving into my first, with my first boyfriend. And she knew all about him. She knew he was my best friend, Jason. He came to Christmas with me. He came to all the things. But she just thought we were best friends. And she definitely didn't suss it, because mothers sometimes do know. Well, you know, she never let on. I mean, she asked me if I was when I found the magazine. But she just bought my story and just dropped it. So, and well, how it happened, when I finally came out is because um, I did, after three years, I broke up with my boyfriend. And his best friend was very mad at me. His name is Nick. And so he called my mother's house, even though I wasn't living there, and said, how are you doing, Mrs. Stichler? Is Doug there? And she's like, no. But I, I had already told her. Like, I told my mother always the truth about my life, except that I was gay. So she knew I hated Nick. Ah. And so she took that into account. So he, he's like, well, I just make sure you're okay, because I know how it is when you, your son breaks up with his boyfriend. And so this is back at the time when they had pagers. So at the time, I was getting my pager just blown up from my mom's thing, my mom's number. So I called her, and she's like, so Nick just called me and told me you're gay, are you? And I had the choice at that time to say yes or no. And I'm like, well, there's no better time than the president, apparently. And so I just told her, like, uh, yes, I am. And that's over the phone. Was that weird? It was very weird, but it was also safer for me because I didn't have to face her. But what then happened, though, you know, it's been a few years now, me having a boyfriend, breaking up with my boyfriend, being pissed off that my, his best friend out of me. And so it was an hour and a half long conversation of her bawling her head off, talking about how, you know, 
was it something that she did? Was it something my dad did to make me gay? The longer the conversation went on, it started pissing me off that, well, this isn't about me at all. This is about you being the mother of a gay son, and how is that going to affect you? And so when she did, she's like, was it something that I did or your dad did? And I'm like, yes, it absolutely was. You weren't available. My father was never at home. Because I just, I was so pissed off that that was the conversation. It wasn't about really me being gay. It was about what are your aunts going to say about you being gay? What's your sisters going to say about you being gay? And she made me promise not to tell any of them. And we finally hung up. We didn't talk for a year and a half after that. This is sounding quite familiar. I think this is quite a, a usual story yeah, for I gay so people. Yeah. And, and this is sometimes the, a good scenario. Well, it was good for me because, you know, I was fed up with living the lie. And so I think it was just the right time, right moment. I, now I look back and I thank Nick for outing me, which I, I still like to... But I, I, I thought you wanted to kick his oh, ass I wanted at to time. kill him, actually, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And then after that, I just now I just think I, I thank him for it. But I didn't talk to her for a year and a half, um, and then one day she called me, and she said, you know, I'd rather have you in my life than out of my life, so let's start learning about this. And so, but I grew up with her and my dad calling gay people odd. They never used the word gay. And she'd come home from work and go, she had a person that was gay that worked with her, and he, she'd be like, hey, he has the AIDS, you know, and like, she, that's how they talked, you know, and he was always odd, or he's lighting the loafers. And so it was always like, it was always a touch of lavender. Yeah, it was always like a degrading way of saying it. So I never wanted to come out to her, but you know, life happens. And, and it sounds like um, she's got on with it and she accepts you yeah, and loves she, you and she knows you. Yeah, your she died uh, six, seven years ago. But she, I mean, and then it, there was a weird transition where she tried to become too involved, you know? So then she was like, I just want you to find a nice boy. And have you met so and so? Because she thought all gays knew each other. <laughs> You know, because she wasn't open to it. So she, then she started getting really involved in my life, trying to find me boys. And then she hated my boyfriends because they weren't treating me right. Because, because I was always close to her, so I, I would tell her when we'd fight. And then she would hate them forever when I forgave them. You know, she's like, yeah, but he did this to you. I hate his guy. You know, her big thing before she died was just to find me a nice boy. So That's a good outcome then, really. Yeah, it was a very good outcome, actually, yeah. And then since we, then you we just... We never talked about it much. We just didn't... like. Like, like, I went home, I didn't, I, I'd take my boyfriend's home, but we didn't talk about the gay thing, it was just accepted, my nephews know, everybody, it was just like a family get-together then, you know, so. So since then, have you just been out to everybody that you've met, I'm have you had to, to come out at work, or? Well, you know, it's funny, so my whole career, I've always been like a business owner, and I used to run for-profit colleges, so I was always the, the campus president, and so I'd have staff of 50 people and 60 people, and I never just talked about that, and they, they, would, they always wondered, because I wasn't bringing anybody around, even if I had a boyfriend, because it wasn't just, there was never an opportunity to that. And I figured I wasn't sleeping with him, so I'm going to talk about my sex life. But then as I got older, they start asking, and I was fine with telling them, you know. It was a little different at first. I remember my, my first interview to get that my campus president job, I felt the overwhelming need to tell the woman that was interviewing me, because we, we had an hour and a half long discussion interview, and I just really connected with her. I'm like, and by the way, you know I'm gay. And she said, well, well good for you. <laughs> you know? and I'm like, but I felt the need to actually out myself to her because I, I was so wanting to make sure that they knew and I didn't have any problems with it, you know. So. And I'm guessing in California they don't particularly. They don't generally. care at all. Yeah, they don't care. I mean, it depends on the neighborhood. I, I really think if you're getting a job in East LA where it's very Hispanic or Monterey Park where it's very Asian communities, there's still problems there. But in the main LA, downtown LA here, West Hollywood, Hollywood, you know, there's no problem. 
If you were to give any advice to anyone sort of going through the process and coming out, would you, would you have any advice? I would. I would just do it on your own time, if, if possible. Yeah. You know, I think, I think it's, it's, your own, it's only your story to tell, so you get to choose how to tell your story. If you're going to do it, make sure you plan it. Just don't do it emotionally. Or doing it, don't do it angrily. We always want it to be okay with everybody. So when when we tell somebody we're gay, that pressure gets off. It's like a release of oh, it's all off my shoulders. But they're still processing, you know. So if you're in a relationship with a girl and all of a sudden they find out you're gay, I would just take the time to make sure they you let them go through their anger, their grief of losing somebody that they thought they knew. Right, I can hear lots of party music behind us. Yes. It's time for us to go and have a tequila. Absolutely, let's go have some drinks. Great exercise to do. Excuse the traffic noises there, but a big thank you to Doug for telling me a story as we walk through downtown LA. Please do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. We'd also love to hear from you on Twitter. You can find us there at Come Out Stories. I'm Emma Goswell, and Coming Out Stories is a What Goes On media production. Next time round, you'll hear from Charlie. Charlie came out as bisexual to a boyfriend, but now identifies as pansexual and is in a polyamorous relationship. It's down to the person and, and who I find attractive at that particular point. But it's it's so much easier to say bisexual and it's so much easier for people to understand. As soon as you start getting pans, saying pansexual, then some people people seem to think that you're off in some weird sex cult.